0: Well, there's never a dull moment in pinball. Every time I feel like we are out of news and there's nothing to talk about until the next pinball release, something happens out of the blue. And I wanted to give you my quick take on what has transpired over the last 24 hours in the pinball hobby with the news of Dutch pinball. And I want to stay focused on that, okay? Because I know I put up my previous podcast in which we basically went back in time and said, look, four months ago, a Canada's pinball podcast with a tip from Iceman predicted that the ARA Big Lebowski games would become available to buy and we also predicted that Alien Pinball would come back. And I want to talk about those two things quickly on this short little snackable version of Canada's Pinball Podcast. And I also want to say this. I want to talk about what the debate is going on on Pinside and the ethical decision by people to buy a Big Lebowski, knowing uh, that there are early achievers that will not get their games. And I sort of want to clarify some of the information that seems to be misinformation, and also just give my overall feelings of what it means to buy one of these games now. And I think also one big thing that everyone is missing through all of this, okay? So first of, first and foremost, uh, Barry came out and delivered a letter in which he expressed a few things, uh, basically in a nutshell. Uh, uh, Dutch Pinball lost the lawsuit to ARA. So ARA won the lawsuit that has taken a few years to figure out. Yap is not feeling well. In fact, his cancer has returned and it doesn't look good. Uh, Barry will be taking control of the company. And even though ARA won the suit, instead of saying game over, Barry reached out to ARA and was able to Uh, Maybe I I don't know somehow find a way to to agree upon the following if Dutch pinball could pay ARA the money they owed then the games that are at ARA and all the uh, I guess all the parts and all the Dutch pinball merchandise uh, and supplies would be turned over to Barry and so because uh, they have a plan in place. So then Barry said he met with his financial advisor and they ran the numbers and the numbers looked good. And the plan they came up with was this. If they are able to sell the games at $12,500, that will raise enough capital to pay ARA what they are owed, thus releasing the games to Barry to then release to customers. Okay, now it seems, it seems all too good to be true because it is too good to be true on some levels and for some people, so here are the here's the reality of the situation. If you have money with CoinTaker, CoinTaker and you have a deposit down with them on a previous game, let's say you had 8,500 down, I think that was the deposit, you can make up the difference and get your game, okay? Because CoinTaker kept your money in escrow, didn't go to Barry and Yap, okay. Now, if you had bought your game from another distributor, I think you're out of luck. If you had bought your game from Dutch Pinball, you are also out of luck because here's why. They cannot honor any money that already went to Dutch Pinball because that money has gone. They need new capital in order to pay ARA to release the games. It's like we have to do this or nobody gets anything. Or else, Ara just has the games. Uh, I don't know. Maybe well, you know. Part of me was like, well, why can't Ara just sell the games directly to customers? Why they're Why are they even doing this deal with Barry? Uh, so there's that part of it that is just circling in my mind. The point I'm getting at, and you're going to hear more of this, is I don't think things are going to happen as smoothly as people think they are going to happen. But who knows? They they might turn out to be roses in the end. But we we've, we've known through over throughout the years. That nothing that happens in the world of Dutch pinball ever goes very smoothly or according to plan. Okay, so if you are an early achiever and you paid money and lost your $8,500 and you are past the number of games that are coming out, I think these are numbers like, I think it's like 40 to 90, something like that, or, or 50 to 90, if you are beyond that number and you paid money, you still get nothing. So there are going to be games for sale to people basically and you still have no game. And so the debate is raging on Pinside that does that mean that they are selling a game that belongs to somebody else? Okay, so that's just a question on the table. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Is it unethical for people to go in and buy a game today or yesterday who were not originally an early achiever and who did not have deposits down and just sort of mosey on in with cash uh, and just grab one. And that is a possibility for people. And so what, what happens now is this. You will have a, a group of early achievers who are still losing money, still not getting their game, and watching other people enjoy the game they already paid for while they themselves are left holding a bag of air. And so is that ethical? Now, the, the thing is when you buy these games like this where you have early achievers and they're numbered games and you bought a number. So let's say, for example, so I bought number 150. Well, my game has not even been made yet. And so game, let's say game number 67 is one of the games that Cointaker has to sell. If I'm number 150, am I allowed to say that's BS? I want that game available because I already paid for my game. Now the problem is, right? It's just there's no way to iron this whole thing out because let's say I'm number 150. What about guy number 149? What about guy number you know 148, 147? All the people in front of me uh, who are who were on that line waiting for games that also lost money, who gets at, who gets to get it? See, there is no way out of this that will be fair. You you just have to accept this situation for the way it is, which, you know, and then I saw people trying to blame Cointaker and say it's not right. And how could they do this? And it's not Cointaker's fault. None of this is Cointaker's fault. Let's not ever put the blame on Cointaker. This is 100% Dutch pinballs grave to dig themselves out of. And it's Barry's deal that he inked with ARA uh, to get those games out. Now here's the thing, here's the thing. So do I think the people who buy these games are scumbag and should like burn in hell the way Rare Hero is going on a crusade uh, to to sort of, you know, know, just destroy these guys? You know, I'm on the fence. I'll say this. As someone who bought a Magic Girl in which I too was accused of buying a game that was made with people's money, other people's money who got nothing. Right, All the Raza buyers are the ones who were uh, responsible for funding Magic Girl. I'll say this. This all sucks. There's no other way to skin this. It sucks. This this is a lose-lose situation for everybody. If you are one of the lucky few that gets in on a big Lebowski and and nabs one uh, and are like, yeah, let me tell you something. It's not going to be filled with the kind of excitement you think. Uh, When you get something that was the source of many other people's pain and agony it doesn't have the same response you think you know I know people are gonna be like well I got one and maybe to some people it doesn't matter you don't care if people think it's lame that you have something that you know other people got ripped off on I'm here to tell you no matter who you are no matter how thick and and sort of bullish you are uh, it does not provide the same level of excitement as when you buy a game that has no drama and no anger and and like sadness attached to it okay it's just just the way it is the uh, maybe this is a little bit too much hyperbole but the games are somewhat cursed in a way okay so it won't it won't give that level of satisfaction that you might think that being said i still think collectors don't care they don't care These collectors that want rare games, and there are many of you out there who the Big Lebowski is a dream theme that the second it comes back, you would do anything to get one, and you don't care. You don't care that other people got burned. You don't care at all. And you'll be able to put it in your home or in your game room with good conscience and not even be bothered by it and just say, whatever, grown men who went in on a pinball machine who got burned. That's not my problem. That's their problem. Everyone knew going in on an early boutique company like this that there was a risk of losing your money and so be it. Okay. All right. So there's that camp of people as well. And then there's just the people who, you know, maybe they just love the game and they want one and, you know, they might not feel great about getting one, but they're going to get one anyway and that's that. And then there's the lucky few. I think the only people that can feel really good about this are the people that had deposits with Cointaker, have waited three years, and they're finally getting the game and the game number that they paid for and they were promised. Those are the only individuals that really deserve To get one, if if you ask me. Okay. Now, it's not, you know, look, this thing's going to shake out in in a lot of different ways. But here's the thing that I think nobody is really talking about. And if you look at the way this whole deal is structured, okay, at some point, at some point, CoinTaker needs to pay for those 40 games at $12,500. So at some point, CoinTaker has to write. Barry at Dutch Pinball a check for $500,000 and give that check to Barry of Dutch Pinball. All right? A known liar, a known thief, a known manipulator of of people. And so I would be nervous about writing that check and feeling good that those 40 games are then just going to come and arrive and be working and get there in a timely manner. I mean, that to me is the biggest red flag in, in this entire thing is ultimately right now people's money is safe with CoinTaker. But the moment that check goes to Barry, how do you know what's going to happen? How do you know what's going to happen? How do you know the guy that he he talked to at ARA actually has the authority to release the merchandise? How do you know ARA might not see what's happening online? How do you know that ARA is not on Pinside reading people's demand for this game and someone doesn't say, wait a minute, why are we going to sell the games at 12,500? Why don't we just keep them? Clearly these pinball nerds will will spend 20,000 a game. How do you know that it's all going to go smoothly from here on out, right? It's, it's Barry's telling Melissa how it's all gonna go down and I think after all the lies after all the spin after all the manipulation it's on us as a pinball community to not be absolutely idiotic and just blindly f- having faith now in a man that has done nothing but lie to you and yet He's telling this to CoinTaker like it's it's all going to go according to plan. And look, I don't know it's not going to go according to plan, but I would be nervous. And I was talking to someone who's in on a game last night. I'm not going to name his name. And he's secured a spot. And, and you know, he's just like, yeah, I got one. And I started to explain to him a few things that he's probably not thinking about. You know, one of them being, do you really think you're, it's just going to go that smoothly? Like when are you going to get your game? Like, what's the time frame? It's got to get on a container. It's got to go across the ocean. All these things have to happen. What happens if a game opens up in a box and it's not working and you pay $12,500? It's not exactly like there's spare parts. It's not exactly like there's customer service. It's not exactly like, you know, there's another play field or a back box that's made that they can send you. And that was the other big thing I kept mentioning to him is, look, everyone's spoiled that when you call Stern Pinball and you call American Pinball, and you call Spooky Pinball, and you call Jersey Jack Pinball, and when you call Chicago Gaming Company, everyone's spoiled because someone picks up the phone. And if you buy a product from them, you have a warranty, and you have spare parts, and you have customer service because those companies are currently manufacturing games, and they stand behind their products. And pinball is a toy that very frequently breaks. And when something happens and you don't have support, let me tell you, then you have a $12,500 box of blinking lights that's going to do nothing but frustrate you. And if history has shown us anything, and if people really want to go back and look, a lot of big Lebowski's have had major issues to the point where they're not playable. And they break down and things wear out and the bowling alley is not working and the rug stops working and the codes not even finished. I mean there's, there's all these reasons why. People should just be careful. But when people get into this mindset of a fear of missing out and now you're going to have hundreds of collectors trying to jam through you know, into an arena that can only hold 40 people and and I don't think people are thinking clearly. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast because, you know, my last show is just stupid. It's it just, that was just stupid, me bragging about the rumor with Iceman and, and, you know, look, we got some of it right. We got some of it wrong. I just thought it was a funny podcast to, to see even how far we've matured since those days. I mean, that was before TPF. That was before the second Twippy win. And there was a lot of like back and forth with other podcasters and people talking smack and throwing shade. Uh, we've changed. we we've, we've matured a lot since then. And I hope you appreciate that. Uh, but I don't think people are thinking clearly here again and I think there's a rush to just see all this stuff with silver balls in your eyes and not understanding the implications and the realities of what now has to transpire for you to get a game. All right. And the other thing is this. Twelve thousand five hundred dollars, and rushing to get one of these, and you know we know some of these games are going to end up on eBay for twenty thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars, because the people who didn't get a chance to get one are going to pay exorbitant amounts of money. And then the thing is this though, Barry, now if if this works out and the games go out, he then now has total control again over his game and and Dutch Pinball's Big Lebowski. And you can't tell me if that happens, they're going to remake this game. He's going to find another manufacturer to come in and bring this game out to people, probably for a better price than 12500 He just needs that extra capital to pay ARA $500,000 because he's out of money. And it also exposes one of the biggest lies of all time is he... They lied to us for all those months and years that all they had to do was raise the price of a game a little bit to get ARA making them again. That's all they had to do. Since day one, that's all they had to do. And see, but it was clear what they did was they burned through all your money. They took your money that was supposed to go to making your games, and they traveled the world and they acted like rock stars and they lied to you and they stole from you and they misled you and now you want to put your trust back in him. Be careful. Wake up, people. Wake up. You're grown men, grown men acting like ignorant children here, okay? Now look, I think... What happens today happens today. People are gonna get invoices. they're gonna if they get one, they get one. You know, if I had a chance to buy one, I'd buy one as a, I'm a speculator. I mean, I would just buy one as as a speculator. i I've always said I want to own a big Lebowski. You know, I don't know. I think they I think they're all spoken for., uh, so we'll see what happens with 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 who gets what and how many are available today. okay? I just think people need to ask some more questions. Uh, and, and, and not run to this thing like it's a done deal. All right, the other thing is this. I put up the podcast that also said that Alien Pinball is coming back. And I know Dave Sanders, the designer, is like, well, that's news to me. How come they're not... Dave, I don't think... I think you need to understand like what you own in this game and do you have a contract that says you own the designs? I don't I don't know, Dave. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I think you need to look at whatever you signed with Andrew Highway. My guess is Andrew Highway probably screwed you over. Another, another man that was a liar, a thief, and a manipulator to people. I mean, he lied to people. Now look, Pinball Brothers is bringing Alien Pinball back at some point. Now, I don't think Chicago Gaming Company is who's making it. I think we said that. But that, again, remember, that was months ago. But what I'm hearing is that Pinball Brothers are very wealthy. They are very determined, and they have a lot going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about. I think Queen is a done deal, too. And Alien. I know that they tried to, I think, acquire Jersey Jack Pinball at one point. Yes, Jersey Jack Pinball. These gentlemen, who we made fun of a very long time ago, apparently they're very wealthy, and they're very determined, and they're very driven to make a name for themselves in the world of pinball. Now look, will they succeed, will they not? Here's my take on all of this, and I've been following this hobby for a long time. There is nothing stranger to me than the pinball hobby and the desire by very wealthy men with very big egos and tons of pride to spend millions of dollars to become a pinball company only to make back thousands of dollars. It's this weird thing that they all want to be pinball famous, that these men have so much money and they're they are just something about their egos, that they, they're just not happy with all the millions they have or billions they have in their own personal lives and their own careers because they're not famous. They just have money. They're just rich guys. They have big houses, nice clothes, wives that don't share their interests, expensive watches, expensive wine collections. They have all this stuff. But something inside all of them, they love pinball so much. It makes them feel like a little kid. But they want to become pinball famous. And they throw money at that. They think they can become the Gary Stern of pinball because they have money and desire to get there. Now, what they don't have is this, the knowledge to do it. we, we, we It's the same formula for all these men. They have so much money. They have so much desire, and look, they have so much passion, too, and they all have bruised egos. I mean, Robert Mueller coming out saying they're going to make better games and more games than anyone in 2019, where's that? It hasn't happened. Now, look, they're still working on it. No offense, Robert, but you know, Robert's ego's a little bit bruised that he got up there and said that, but they all hit the same reality. They all hit the same wall. Sooner or later, they hit the wall. And it's the same wall that hits everybody, it smacks everybody in the face, it's the same wall that George Gomez told me when I was in a taxi with him that would hit Dutch pinball. The same wall hits all these wealthy men and it blindsides them and that wall is called manufacturing. And it's so easy to go cobble together a bunch of talented artists and designers and engineers and all these pinball people and then say you're a pinball company now and then great, and then if you make a great game, make a great game that the world wants and then you get 5,000 orders and you've never manufactured a single game before in your entire life, watch how fast the wheels fall off. Stern Pinball is Stern Pinball is Stern Pinball because they have 50 years, people, 50 years of making these things. And everyone else runs in and, and thinks they deserve to be part of Stern Pinball's glory and you get you know buffoons like John Papaduke who take everyone's money one guy he's never made a single game in his life he designed a game with an army of people underneath him and he thought he was better than all those people he thought he deserved your money to make a pinball game because you know he could do it and look what happened you know i really want to say that you know somewhere around 2015 2016 this hobby has jumped the shark and it's jumped the shark because everyone just keeps throwing in their desires to make pinball some successful some not some have succeeded some have failed some people have lost money some people got games but it's gotten to the point now where alien pinball is going to come back and queen's going to come back and then we have deep root making what they're making we have cactus canyon coming back my head is spinning as someone who follows this hobby there are way too many games coming out they are way too expensive and they are it, it is all going to collapse on itself you, it's all going to collapse on itself you know it's like stern's not going to just go away stern has see stern has the manufacturing and they have the distribution nobody else has those two things nobody else how many games is jersey jack pinball making a day how many games is stern making a day you know it is comical that we even waste our time with like dutch pinball 40 games people 40 games all right, 40 games after three to five years of drama, of heartache, of, of 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 people losing money, of people going to bed at night, wondering if they're gonna get their game for years, men having sleepless nights, wives of these men being like, You're a freaking idiot, you just lost eighty five hundred dollars, like what are you doing? You know, 40 for 40 games. Stern makes 40 games by lunch today. By lunch. Stern is gonna sell those games in a day. On to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And they get so much crap from people in the hobby. So much, oh, yeah, complaining about this, complaining about that. And I I almost feel like a shame that we ever even do complain about Stern pinball, right? I mean, Jersey Jack, you know, he's trying. He's got his big factory. He doesn't do anywhere near the volume, anywhere near the volume of Stern. And so, like, I will always champion and applaud pinball companies that don't lose people's money that is honest with us, that is straightforward with us, that doesn't try to mislead us, that doesn't lie to pinball media, that you know that doesn't that doesn't hoodwink us, that doesn't give us spin. And you know, the only companies that I feel like have done that, you know that have been like had integrity and honesty and like should have your support is it Dutch Pinball? Is it the remnants of Alien Pinballs, Pinball Brothers? You know, it's Stern Pinball. It's Spooky Pinball. It's Chicago Gaming Company. Okay. It's American Pinball. It's P3 Multimorphic. It's uh, you know, <laughs> who who makes who makes, Wait, what is it? Um, oh, what's that new game? Cosmic Carnival? Is it uh, Suncoast Pinball? I mean, these these companies like they exist. They don't lie to you. They 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 don't spin it. They just tell you, we have a game. If you want it, you can have it. And that's how it should be. And I love covering those companies competing with each other. These other companies, you know, as much as I, you know, the rumors were right, yeah, but these rumors aren't what we really want. We're dragging up. We're resurrecting some of the most dramatic and annoying conversations in pinball. And, and now it's like it's sending new groups of people into tailspins. So look, look. We're about to see Keith Elwin's game in two weeks. He put up the two weeks from uh, Total Recall, a little bit after Comic-Con. I love it. I wonder if Stern moved it out of Comic-Con because, I mean, no. It's, so we're going to get it. End of July, Keith Elwin's new game, and I hear it is spectacular. So I want to get excited about that stuff. I don't want to get excited about people beating each other up to steal someone's big Lebowski and, and see people who lost money cry all over again. I don't want to get excited by that. I don't think that's exciting. Um, if Pinball Brothers can come out of the woodworks with, you know, a, a whole new pinball offering. I heard they have six games in the works. If, if six games from Pinball Brothers. Deeper is supposed to have like 15 White Woods or whatever. Stern's gonna always have four to five games you can actually buy. Jersey Jacks now on a schedule of two a year. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's gonna be a total buyer's market. And if you don't have a good product, you're gonna be out of business in six months. Welcome to the new world of pinball. You guys wanted it. You asked for it. All these companies saw a bunch of people throwing money at John Papaduke and this is the end result of it. This is the end result. People are so dumb, they'll spend $16,000 on a game they haven't even seen. Imagine what they'll spend on a game that is somewhat real. And then imagine what they'll spend on a game that actually is real, right? So. It's unbelievable, it's unbelievable. Everyone, my final thoughts on all of this, just be careful with what you do with your money. If you go in on any of these ventures that aren't those reputable companies I just mentioned, it's on you at some point, it's on you. Uh, If you buy games that that should belong to other people, you just have to live with those consequences and what people are gonna say about you. If you still don't get your Big Lebowski, I really feel sorry for you, you didn't deserve to lose your money. You were lied to and you were ripped off. And how many second chances do we keep continuing to give these people? I mean, I'm sorry. You know, part of me feels like, you know, Part of me, I'll leave you this. I I feel like the second Barry gets that check for $500,000, right? He's gonna be driving down the road and the exit to the right is going to be ARA. And the exit to the left is going to be a, a road to like a yacht. And he's gonna like say, Well, do I go right, pay them the money, and you know, end up no better off financially? Or do I go left and sail off into the sunset with everyone's money, never to be heard from again? I feel like he's gonna get on board Andrew Highway's Hydrofoil, and the both of them are gonna like ride that hydrofoil off of the flat Earth and and, and like cruise all the way to Jupiter with our money. Anyway, everyone, that's my take on all of this, okay? Didn't even talk about Willy Wonka, right? It's refreshing to have something else to talk about. Everyone, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Thanks for listening to all these episodes and my take on pinball. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy this show. I hope you enjoy the way we we try to break it down and be honest and thoughtful around this hobby. And we'll be back with more episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast real soon. No outro music. Just me saying, no tattoo coming, Hilton.